From college to the pros, America's pastime in full force, 24-7 on the long ball with Andrew Brown. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome on and welcome all. You're listening to The Long Ball with Andrew Brown. Glad to be back at it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so very much for tuning in for yet another edition of The Long Ball. And for those, first off, who don't know about this show or maybe listening for the first time or happen to accidentally stumble on the show, I appreciate your stumbling. I appreciate you intentionally coming here. I really do appreciate it. This is a show primarily revolving around the worlds of collegiate and professional baseball. Now, from time to time, though, I will dip outside the world of baseball for other interesting storylines. But for the most part, baseball is my passion. It's where I, it's what I love. You know, it's the long ball. You know, you can I think off the bat you can guess that's baseball. Uh, but nonetheless, this is a baseball show. And uh, for those of you who want to uh, check this out further, I have a Twitter page at the long ball one, as well as my uh, my official page at a brown underscore thirteen eight seven eight on Twitter. Check both of those out. I, I post the episodes there every week. Also, I post it on my page on Facebook. So if if you like, if you're a big fan of major sports on Facebook or any Braves affiliate sites, I I like to post my stuff there. Uh, otherwise, I just post it as anywhere I can. Plus. You can find this on Apple iTunes, Radio Public, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. So, so many different places where you can catch this. Please uh, go ahead, take a listen to it, and see what you think. Also, if you have any comments, please shoot them my way. Uh, Give me some comments. Give me some thoughts of what you want to hear. Any ideas for segments. Uh, because always, always looking for that. And and by the way, I, I release these Thursday, Friday, and again, like I mentioned, please, if you wanna, if you wanna have any talk or conversation on a certain certain topic, let me know. Go ahead and uh, message me on Facebook, message me on Twitter. If you have my number, give me a call. Please uh, let me know what you think. And usually I like to release the guest list and or usually the topic, uh, at least at, at, to the best of my ability, a week prior. Sometimes I don't get to it, but most times I like to do that. So if you do catch it and you say, and you say hey, I, I want to talk on the subject, I want to have some input, please give me a line. I want to talk about it with you. So Again, please check it out at a brown underscore thirteen eight seven eight on Twitter and at the long ball on Twitter. Uh, also, check me out on Facebook as well. And now, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is going to be kind of a quick show. It's been a very busy week, and unfortunately, I kind of have to dive through some things. And uh, but don't you worry. Next week, we'll have this week in sports history back up again, and we'll have other segments here in the works as well. Uh, but right now, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get down to brass tacks. Let's get down to what you came here to listen to. It's the main topic. Let's get ready to rumble. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. You're my boy, boo. That's it. It's go time. Now, ladies and gentlemen, before I bring my special guest on, What's going on right now is the league championship series in both the NL and the AL. And the National League, it's between the Washington Nationals and the St. Louis Cardinals after my Atlanta Braves epically failed in Game 5 of the NLDS. Unfortunately, they won't be joining in because of an epic letdown, one that they will be remembered for in not a good way for quite some time. 
Uh, on the AL side of things, it's the Houston Astros up against the New York Yankees. This postseason is talked about is already been talked about quite a lot and will be talked about even further until it's all done and then some. Now I could be talking about that. I could I could even be talking about fall baseball on, at the collegiate level. Both are heavily going on right now or wrapping up right now. And I know what you're thinking or what you're about to ask and say, well, Andrew, why aren't you talking about those? What What is the conversation going to be if you're not talking about postseason Major League Baseball? And, you know, don't worry, guys. I will get to those topics. I will. But here's the deal. Everybody is talking about Major League Baseball right now, specifically the postseason. Everybody's talking about it. Their dog, their cat, their mother, heck, even their rodents in the house are talking about Major League Baseball. I thought I might as well break up the monotonous postseason talk. I might as well break up everybody talking about postseason baseball and kind of flip it on its end and talk about the, the potential beginnings of new baseball within the Major League ranks. Now, this all starts way back a couple of years ago when Major League Baseball and Commissioner Rob Manfred announced that the organization, Major League Baseball as a whole, would like to expand to 32 or 34 teams. Now, what that means is that there are, uh, there are cities who do not have a professional team. There are areas who are void of professional baseball that would potentially be getting Major League Baseball teams, stadiums, organizations, so forth, minor league teams. And Major League Baseball, right, right around the time when they announced they'd like to expand, uh, also brought forth potential sites like Portland, Oregon, and others that may receive a Major League Baseball franchise. I'm not going to be talking about any of those locations either. In fact, there is a sp- certain location that is being argued by a group of really smart individuals, and I get the chance to talk with one of them here today. That uh, will be that, that that for over a year now has been vying for Major League Baseball to come to the city of Raleigh, North Carolina. Now, before I go any further with this, think about it: Raleigh, North Carolina, in a hotbed with a good population size, and I want you to consider this: you know, it's a hotbed for baseball across the country. In North Carolina and South Carolina, it is a hotbed for baseball. That area is rich in baseball history, rich in baseball tradition, yet it does not have a major league franchise. Raleigh, North Carolina, when you think about it, and when I thought about it, you should have an audible, oh, because it makes sense. And I'm going to be talking with an individual named Lou Pascucci, a very smart guy, part of a group of individuals who is looking to change the narrative and bring the thought of Major League Baseball to Raleigh, North Carolina. They have started a wonderful initiative called MLB Raleigh, and it has been going on for just about over a year now, and it's been going so strong. And I get the chance to speak with Lou right now. Again, Lou Pascucci. Lou, thank you so, so very much for joining the show. I got to say, you know, this is an inspiring tale and one that I'm on board with. I was on board the minute I I heard about it, read about it, wrote about it. 
I am on board 100%, and I'm so very happy that we get to talk about the initiative, talk about the numbers, really dive into the facts about why Raleigh, North Carolina should be the next Major League Baseball city. Uh, Again, Lou, thank you so very much for taking the time to join the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Andrew. I uh, really appreciate that. Now, Lou, first, I I find this, this whole MLB Raleigh initiative very refreshing uh, again, Major League Baseball, and I've I've heard you talk about it. I've seen you make comments on it. Uh, you know, Major League Baseball wants 32 teams, and there are going to be multiple cities vying for that spot. Unfortunately, Raleigh's just currently not on that landscape. But you're looking to change that through this MLB Raleigh you know, initiative, this drive. Before we go any further, just kind of take us through what MLB Raleigh is. What's the what's the purpose of it? How did it get started? And what is your role? How did you get involved with it? Yeah, so it, it kind of started just the real organically. It's a couple guys I work with and uh, kind of plugged into the design community here in Raleigh. And uh, a lot of the people are, are big baseball fans, and I myself am a huge baseball fan. Um, so, yeah, we, we heard that MLB Manfred came out and talked about that one of his main goals is to expand to 32 teams. And, you know, when pressed, he kind of listed a few cities. And that got us starting to kind of talk about, you know, why, why is Raleigh and the Triangle not being listed? Uh, but then you have, like, Nashville, Portland, uh, Charlotte, these cities being listed. So... You know, uh, we we were just chatting about it. We, we had nothing like this, what we're doing now, kind of in mind at that point. But uh, we just started to pull some data to just see, like, you know, how far is our area off from being one of these cities that is uh, one of these regions that's being um, kind of talked about for this. And we started to pull the data, and we looked at census data. We looked at population, media market, uh, income. Uh, we, we looked at everything that would that would make a region viable for Major League Baseball. We also looked at small market teams that currently have baseball, like uh, Pittsburgh, Milwaukee, Cincinnati, Kansas City. Um, and what we found was that we're right there. Uh, we're ahead of some of them in a lot of these categories, um, and we're just below some of them in, in almost all of these categories. So uh, that kind of started the wheels turning of, well, what's, why are they not mentioning us? Why are we not even you know, in, in this conversation at this point, uh, we're sitting in one of the biggest Major League Baseball dead zones, uh, the biggest Major League Baseball dead zone on the East Coast, and we're sitting smack dab in the middle. Um, you know, we are four hours from D.C. We're, you know, a little more than that to Atlanta. So uh, we think that this area, if expansion happens, would be would be prime and would be beneficial to Major League Baseball since they're not even touching this area. So uh that that got us kind of talking about how do we want to do this we had all this data um obviously we're not going to walk into a millionaire billionaire's office or you know reach out to manfred and said hey here's some numbers uh give us a baseball team or or add us to the conversation um so we wanted to do something bigger well and there's no doubt about that here lou it is huge and i'm sorry to cut you off i i just wanted to highlight quick what you were talking about and and that is the fact that you you did not you have not you've had, you haven't had very many conversations with the major league baseball front office and you didn't just go to them with stats and throw them against the wall and hope they stuck you know any idiot with a computer and in a half a mind can do that 
you guys thought way outside the box and you have a much different approach to all this than I think what most people would have. Kind of talk to us uh, about the approach for MLB Raleigh and kind of the, the difference behind it as compared to what others may bring to the table. Yeah, most of us work in design and branding. Uh, so we said, you know, let's do, let's do a campaign. Uh, and let's leave everyone else. Let's leave the, the the usual suspects out of it. So let's leave the the uh, investors out of it. Let's leave the city uh, officials out of it because no one wants to know if they're not talking about it already. They're not going to talk about it with a couple a couple people with some with some data points. So we said let's do a full on community movement uh, because. You, you know, I moved here when I was in fourth. I, I mostly grown up here. So uh, I do know the baseball. I played baseball in this area. I know that this is a baseball area. I know that people have a big passion for baseball. They just don't have an outlet. Uh, we don't have a team to root for. We have the Durham Bulls, um, where, which is top 10 in all minor league attendance every year. We have NC State baseball. We have the USA Baseball Complex in Cary, which is right down the road. Um we have UNC baseball, do you know? And those games are packed, so people want baseball. Uh, so what we did is, you know, we we created a website. We we laid everything out uh, as clear and as transparent as we could, and we said, you know, people, if if we want to start this conversation and put Raleigh in this mix, you know, it's going to be up to you. It's going to be up to the people to, you know, stand up and start talking about it and get loud about it. Uh, to, to start that conversation. And, and so that's what we did. Um, we launched a website. We launched a line of merchandise. Void of any, uh, you know, we're not trying to name the team. We just did black and white. Uh, we have some pretty good-looking merchandise. And we sold out of everything in about 24 hours. Um, we, and we're taking all that money, and no one's profiting off it. We made a, you know, we said what we're going to do is take this money and we're going to just inject it back into the community to help build baseball fields and to help kickstart baseball programs. Um, and it has just gone, you know, kind of above what we initially thought. Uh, and it's just continued to grow. And the national media is reaching out. We're doing a ton of interviews. And, and now uh, we're sort of in that conversation. So uh, that was kind of how it got started and the idea sort of behind what we're trying to do. Once again, everybody, you are listening to The Long Ball with Andrew Brown. My special guest is the one and only Lou Pascucci, one of the founding fathers of MLB Raleigh, a movement to get Major League Baseball into the city of Raleigh, North Carolina, and it has been going off without a hitch so far. And you know what? Kudos to you, Lou, and your team. Hats off to you guys with the initiative to start this process. And to put action to what a, to what a lot of people were, were thinking or have been thinking, will be thinking. There is a lot of baseball. Hotbed for baseball activity is in and around the Raleigh, North Carolina region. And it's a passion. You know, it's a, it's a really burning passion. And you guys have really tapped into that. You talked about, just a little bit there, about getting the attention now of the national media. What has that been like in terms of growing this movement for you and really helping to develop this story along? Yeah, well, for us, our, our initial goal was to get involved with the, you know, just to get the local media active and talking about it. We thought, 
you know, if enough people, and, and again, you know, we understood that if people just didn't attach to this or weren't interested in it, we'd just shut it down. You know, this was kind of a test for us to see if what we believed was true, that this area does, is very passionate about baseball and about their community and does want Major League Baseball here. Uh, and they are the ones that uh, really blew this thing up. Um, the amount of traction, the amount of people talking about it immediately, um, that bubbled up to the local media and the local media reported on it um, quite a bit when we first first launched and uh, we didn't actually reach out to any national media um, they, they ended up reaching out to us and just say what are you doing uh, why are you doing this uh, and so we started to tell the story of what we're doing it why we're doing it and our big thing is that we're just trying to be as extremely transparent about this we're not an ownership group we're not trying to raise money to buy a team that that's not ever going to happen uh, but what we can do is we can we can assemble a large group uh, from this area that is going to be loud, uh, and we think we can rival any of those cities as far as how passionate this area is about baseball. Um, I think the national you know the, the national media has kind of uh, you know CBS Sports, Forbes, NBC, I, they, most of the the larger uh, publications or outlets have reached out, um, and they just take an interest in this and. I think part of it is we have a big data section that really breaks down the data, breaks down our area, breaks down our growth and trajectory um, of where this area is going, uh, how fast it's growing. Um, and I think people said, wow, okay, well, actually, why, why not Raleigh? Um, so now we're at the point where there's really not many points of argument as to why we shouldn't have a baseball team, uh, and it's kind of become – well, you need to have investors. You need to have the city involved. And if you look at our site, we have a full uh, uh, mission and plans page that kind of breaks that down. And, you know, and speaking about that missions and plans page here, Lou, everybody go check it out at MLBRaleigh.com. It will show you the legitimacy behind this movement and why it is so real, why there's actual, like I said, legitimacy behind it. And also why you're there. I have here, now I, I don't know how many... People outside of Raleigh, North Carolina have this, but I have a MLB Raleigh hat, part of a, a lot of different types of merchandise that is being sold on that site. So please go check it out and help out the movement, buy some gear. Obviously, Lou, that has to be a part of phase one. I mean, on the site and you talk about it, it's broken up into phases. The The merchandise has to be a part of phase one, but in terms of where the media lies, whether locally or nationally, how much was the media planned to be involved in phase one? And now that they are, what, what are the next steps moving forward? Phase one was not to get in touch with them. Phase one to, was to build the movement uh, and, and kind of test to see if people cared. Uh, phase one went better than we could have expected. I mean, we, we can't keep stuff in stock. People, the, the Raleigh hacks are all over downtown. The shirts are all over downtown. We're shipping out of our houses that have turned into... Uh, kind of like fulfillment uh, fulfillment warehouses now. So uh, it's kind of been crazy, but uh, it's been good. So next phase is to start to poke, um, start to get involved with the city. Uh, have, and, and not just us, but, but the movement as a whole, everybody uh, reaching out and letting our representatives know that this is something we want you to help us push. Um, and that bubbles up to, look, we're, we're exposing a market. And when there is a good market, 
the investors will follow. So that's our uh, our plan and our goal. Lou Pascucci of MLB Raleigh, my guest here on The Long Ball, talking about the movement to bring Major League Baseball to Raleigh, North Carolina. And, oh, man, you know what? If you were to see this page, ladies and gentlemen, you would see all the information behind it. You'd get behind this movement, too. And let's go ahead and and talk about that information, Lou. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty of it all because, I mean, you talk about people who have done their homework. My gosh, you guys have done just that. I swear, any and all questions that Major League Baseball could drum up, you have answered already and then some. You've you've count you've covered any argument, counter argument, and then some. A lot of great information, a lot of really impactful data. Let's kind of start at the beginning here. You know, when putting all of this data together and kind of drumming up what questions would need to be answered, what sets of data or what data points did you set out to really establish first? Or what were the, what were the biggest turning points for you that you and your team needed to get out there? Uh, I, th- I think number one was even if you live here, uh, it's kind of a hard area to understand because when you look at census data and you look at lists of si- like uh, how big cities are, uh, Raleigh's not really up there. But the thing is, is this area is super unique because, um, I, you know, I don't know if the listener know, you know, this area is referred to as the triangle. So it's uh, Raleigh, Durham and Chapel Hill. It's three major population points all within a, a commuter belt. I mean, we're all within 20 miles, uh, 30 miles at the furthest uh, away from each other. So we really, you know, if you drew a, a, a circle around an, uh, a Nashville or a Kansas City or a Pittsburgh, and you took that same circle and dropped it over our area, it would encompass all of those population points. So the biggest thing really was to kind of explain that to people and say, you know, when you're Put a Major League Baseball stadium in the triangle. It's not just going to be Raleigh that's going to go to the games. This area is uh, is extremely dense. It's it's extremely crowded now, um, and so we wanted to get get that that thought through people that you don't need the, the MSA, which is the Metro Statistical Area, is not the correct statistic. Uh, the correct statistic to look for in this area would be your combined statistical area, um, and that that's about five thousand square miles here. Um, now, if you look at Pittsburgh and you look at Cincinnati, their metro area is 5,000 square miles. So that when we started to match that up, we started to see, oh, my gosh, OK, we're, we're actually bigger than some of these places. Um, and so that that uh, kind of got over the hurdle of people being like, oh, this area is too small or it's not viable. Couple that with the fact that we're one of the fastest growing, you know, since 2010, uh, our region is the fastest growing region outside of the Austin area. Uh, in the country, uh, and it's not stopping. If if you live in Raleigh or Durham, you live in a uh, a constant state of new high rises coming up. You know, every couple of months, there's our whole downtown is is being built. So, uh, you know, we wanted to get that across to people that you, look at population. We're right there. Then we moved to media market, which was another. We are the largest media market in the country that does not have a regionally or locally broadcasted major league baseball team. That was the next crazy thing. We can't even get the Braves, the Nationals uh, on TV, the Orioles. uh, None of that is here. So major league baseball is missing out on a large chunk of money from an area that's rich and growing extremely fast. So we took those two things. Then we looked at income. Uh, Is this area rich enough? 
uh, and I kind of, you know, talked to that a second ago, but uh, it is. Okay, so this is the richest metro area in the country, in the lower 48, that does not have a Major League Baseball team within 100 miles of the of this region center. Um, and so when we took those three, those three data points, we thought those were strong enough to lead with to talk to the viability of this area. Um, and I think that's some of the stuff that has resonated with people that I don't think that they've understood before that when they start reading through it, they're like, Oh wow. Interesting. Uh, and I don't really have an argument of why we shouldn't have a team. Well, and you know what, Lou, I don't know of anybody in their right mind who would ever try to go against that. You laid out some fantastic points that would make it extremely difficult, if not impossible for anyone to argue against. And, one of the things when I talk about you guys doing your homework is that you really went above and beyond the call of duty here, even to look as far as would a major league team in Raleigh conflict with other sports? I mean, you, you have a big presence of basketball in the area, football and other sports, both collegiately and professionally. And yet, you know, look at it. There's not a whole lot of overlap with that, especially when you compare it to the other small market teams, as we'll get to here in a bit. But when you break it all down here and when you dive into it here, Lou, what was the what was the thought process or what were the benefits behind searching into whether baseball in Raleigh conflicts with other sports? Yeah, and, and I think so. two of those points uh, we made for a reason. So uh, the overlap is kind of a, a hedge into the world of corporate sponsorship. So how much money is uh, floating around this area uh in the corporate world that would be able to invest. So that's a big thing for baseball, right? They want to sell their boxes. They need the stadium naming rights. They need corporate sponsorship. Uh, that's a big chunk of their money. Um, so we wanted to look at that because, uh, you know, of all the areas looking to get major league uh, baseball, our area has the least amount of overlap. There's nothing going on here in the summer. We have great weather. We don't have much rain. Uh, it is almost like the perfect place to be playing outdoor baseball. Um, corporate money-wise, there's nothing being spent here. Uh, the people in in our region are spending their entertainment dollars outside of the city. So at this, on the same token, we wanted to get the city to understand that come summer, people are going to the beach uh, in the you know towards the October uh, end of baseball season. People are are going to the mountains. Uh, people are going to. Uh, you know, outside of our region to spend their entertainment dollar. And so we wanted to, to explain that there's a big chance, there's a big opportunity here for baseball to just slot in and, and really hit up some of these people that are, you know, for instance, a sponsorship for the, the Carolina Hurricanes, our NHL team. They're not, that corporate group is not spending any money during the summer. So we thought, look, uh, what, what a great opportunity. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Lou Pascucci of MLB Raleigh. He's joining the show talking about the movement to bring Major League Baseball to Raleigh, North Carolina. A great movement unlike any other. Not just throwing stats at Commissioner Rob Manfred and say, give us a team. There's a whole lot more going on here, and we're talking about that now. Right now, we're more specifically diving into potential conflicts with other sports. And, as you just heard, there's really not any conflicts. And now, Lute, if you could expand a little bit upon that here in terms of the home attendance and the dollars and cents behind that and how that all factors in. Yeah, uh, we wanted the city to understand that uh, we are, you know, Raleigh was looking at MLS. It looks like that's ending up in Charlotte. 
which, you know, I don't know, we would like to have MLS here as well, but, you know, we, we personally, I'd rather have baseball. Uh, but we wanted to show the, how much money the, the area could bring in by bringing baseball here. And so MLS actually brings in about 360,000 people to the city for home games over the course of the season. Major League Baseball brings $2.3 million on average. Okay, so basically you can take MLS, NFL, NHL, NBA, couple them all together to say how many people do they bring to the stadium for home games over the course of the season, and it's just slightly combined, slightly bigger than what ba- what just baseball brings. So uh, baseball is kind of like the cash cow for a city, and so a lot of these arguments about well, are stadiums a good investment? Uh, do they sit inactive? Is it worth uh, you know any kind of tax dollars going for that? Well, the argument usually that you hear is about NFL. And NFL only has a few home games. They do pack them out. Uh, but at the end of the day, the city needs to look at people coming, spending money on restaurants, uh, staying overnight at hotels. That's where they're going to see their money come back, uh, their return on investment. So uh, we want to make the point that 81 home games, you know, 26,000 people per game on average for Major League Baseball. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of tax money. Um, So if they want to get behind pro sports here, uh, and this is the last chance for our area. Uh, That needs to be clear because NFL is in Charlotte. NHL is here in Raleigh. NBA is in Charlotte. And it looks like MLS is going to Charlotte. So if you want pro sports, uh, a major pro sports team, MLB looks like it's your last option. Well, you heard it here, folks. You know, and why not do it? America's pastime in Raleigh, a hotbed for baseball. It's kind of like that Barbersaw commercial. It's a no-brainer. And continuing on here, once again, everybody, the long ball with Andrew Brown, Lou Pascucci of MLB Raleigh, my guest. Now, Lou, I know we're winding down on time here, but one other thing I really enjoyed and really loved what you and your team did and the research that you guys did was how Raleigh compares to other small market teams. Now, th- you know, this comparison goes in depth, you know, it compares to Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Milwaukee, Kansas City, and you really dive into the structural and many other details of, of how Raleigh compares to all these different cities. And man, they're right smack dab in the middle. And the thing about it is they look so competitive. The numbers do. They look you know, better than some, just slightly worse than others. Really, they are, again, it's a competitive place. So when you were tabulating through all the data here, Lou, what was the biggest takeaway for you when you compared these other small markets and the potential that Raleigh has? Yeah, I, I mean, that was kind of icing on top. That was one of like the later statistics that we, that we came across. Uh, but it, it just added to this argument. Um, you know, small market, look at the Milwaukee Brewers, right? So they're in an area that is very identical to us in terms of population, uh, media market income. We're, we're actually, I think, ahead of them in income. Uh, they are, I believe, last year uh, were number 10 overall in attendance, right? So when you're talking about filling a stadium, um, you know, it doesn't have to be a large market. And, you know, we'd almost argue that baseball – should be kind of keying on these small markets. Um, they're, they're at a state right now where, you know, you have this argument happening between baseball and non-baseball fans that baseball's dying. Uh, baseball, you know, I, I, one, I, I definitely do not buy into that. Um, I think there's a major disconnect happening uh, where 
people think the millennial generation is, is doesn't like baseball. We need to change the rules. Um, you know, I think personally, my argument is, is baseball is missing the mark. Yes, but they're missing the mark because they've, they, they've gone away from what people love about the game, right? It's a game that you probably played with your father uh, or played with a parent growing up. Uh, you're taught about the tradition of baseball, uh, the simplicity of baseball, uh, how it brings community together. Those are the memories you have of baseball. It's what made you fall in love with baseball. Um, today's baseball, and maybe it's part media, maybe it's part narrative coming from other sides, is that – uh, you know, I, baseball has gone pretty corporate. Like all we, we're talking about is, uh, you know, how much how much money can they bring in off a TV deal? Um, what they don't care about total attendance; they care about boxes sold. There's a disconnect from the people that love the game uh, and the the upper levels of Major League Baseball that are, you know, I, it is a business, but uh, you know, you're missing your target market if you're putting all your eggs in the, uh, you know, the rich fans basket. Cause the majority of fans, they just want, they just want a team to root for, you know, they want to come out every night. They want it to be accessible. Uh, and I think small market teams are doing that better. Um, they are filling their stands. They have, it's almost like a little bit of the minor league atmosphere where they have promotions and giveaways and the team is more connected to the community. Um, and I think for baseball to save itself, that is the route to go. And I think when you look at cities that are passionate and fit the mold, uh, I think I don't think there's a better area than, than, than the Triangle and Raleigh. Once again, everybody, you're listening to The Long Ball with Andrew Brown, my guest Lou Pascucci, as we continue the conversation about the potential for Major League Baseball in Raleigh, North Carolina. And Lou, as we start to wind things down even further now, I want to go back to something you talked about earlier in the conversation, and that was the the initiative, the, the pursuing of not having investors or corporate sponsors, at least in the first phase or two of this whole movement. Now, that also breeds a question here because obviously money will have to factor in some, in some way, shape, or form. And as you talked about, a, a large part of that in baseball comes from the investment sponsors and so forth in terms of this the mlb raleigh movement where does the corporate sponsorship the investor world fit into this whole equation that's down the road corporate sponsorship is down the road uh we want something and, and the point i was trying to make is the one thing you can't get uh with marketing dollars or or rich investors is authenticity uh, it's the one thing that you pour more money into, you become less authentic. Uh, we wanted to, we wanted this to be completely transparent, completely authentic. Um, and really that was, that was the whole goal of this whole thing because we want to work alongside eventually. Yes. We want an investor to become involved and we don't want to, you know, we don't have to be involved in any kind of like official way or anything. You know, what we want to do is be able to work alongside of them, you know, what we are building is something that you can't pay for. Uh, so when you're an investor and you're coming in and you're needing to create this type of excitement and community buy-in for a team, uh, you're going to have to start from square one and you're going to have to pour a ton of money into trying to replicate that, uh, in any other market here, we've built it. Uh, it's sitting here waiting for you. Uh, and the people are ready to rally around an investor. 
And so that, that was the goal of keeping, you know, we don't want to be corporate sponsored. We don't want, you know, all of the money and everything that we're bringing in is created from our merchandise, uh, is volunteer, uh, you know, volunteer or donation. Um, and all of that money is going to, for us to actually build baseball. We're building baseball. We're putting our money where our mouth is in this area. We're not saying we just want a major league baseball team. We want to, you know, we want to help baseball expand in our area. So at the end of the day, we want this to be a win-win. We get baseball, great. We've done that and we've helped our community. We don't get baseball. We've still helped our community. So we've built an entire, rebuilt an entire baseball field based on uh, coming from completely volunteer and donation. Uh, We've had a local group, West Raleigh Baseball, they came out and regraded a field. Uh, and this is in East Raleigh for the Boys Club. We partnered with them. Uh, rebuilt a baseball field. We just launched a new group of hats uh, with our lo- the 919 uh, plate logo that we have. We've never launched a hat with that. Uh, we launched a hat with that on a minimal run, and we called it Plates for Plates. So you buy a plate hat, and we buy a meal for somebody in need uh, through a company in Raleigh called uh, Place at the Table. That, that helps. It's a pay-what-you-can restaurant. And so... Uh, we took all the money and we're giving it back to that. We have something uh, lined up for next year where we're going to work with a different organization. So really, that's what we're trying to do. Uh, we want this community involved. But don't, don't, you know, don't get us wrong. You know, this is phase one. There has to be, there has to be an investor eventually. There has to be uh, corporate sponsorship eventually. But you don't start with that. If you start with that, uh, to us, that would be uh, a quick way for us to be dismissed and for us to fail. So, Well, there's no doubt here, Lou, in my mind that this is by far not going to fail. In fact, it's going to be quite the opposite. It's going to be very successful. I know it to be so. Everybody else, please check out the movement, MLBRaleigh.com. Check out the site. Join the movement. And speaking about joining the movement here, Lou, how I live here in the Midwest, in Des Moines, Iowa. How can folks here all the way in the Midwest help out this cause and help this movement grow? Um, you know, really the biggest thing is be, being loud on social media. Uh, you know, we have merchandise. I'm not sure how much, uh, how excited people would be about that outside of our region. Um, but just sharing, sharing this story of what we're trying to do, uh, that goes a long way. Um, you know, interviews like this go a long way. So I really appreciate that. Um, just people to know what we're doing because at the end of the day, uh, yes, it's, it's Raleigh and the triangle trying to get a baseball team, uh, maybe not of interest to some people outside the area, but look at the larger idea of what we're trying to do. This, sh- this we're trying to create a blueprint. Um, so, you know, let's get, let's bring baseball back. Let's bring the things that people love about baseball uh, and let's highlight those things. Let's continue to build on those things. And we think that that is beneficial to baseball as a whole. That's beneficial to Major League Baseball. It's beneficial to fans. Like, don't let this game uh, become like everything else. Don't let it Don't let it go the way every other, uh, you know, that the NFL and the NBA has gone where, you know, for lack of a better term, you're kind of just selling out to the corporate sponsors. Um, you know, the heart and soul of this game lives within the fans, uh, that are going to pass this down to their kids and keep this sport alive. Um, and I think what we're doing is kind of in that vein, and we hope people see that and, and uh, you know, attach to that part of it at least. 
Once again, everybody, you've been listening to The Long Ball with Andrew Brown. My guest for this episode has been the one and only Lou Pascucci of MLBRonley.com. And Lou, as we kick you out the door, we'll, we'll do so with this question here. I know that I, when I first looked at the site, you had a laundry list of potential names for teams. And I, and I know they're, they're just kind of for fun and just to kind of get engagement with. Uh, since then, you've kind of trimmed things down a little bit, had some updates regarding the names of teams. And, you know, they it, ultimately they may not be the name that sticks, but uh, what can you tell us on the naming front? And do you have a potential front runner going on? <laughs> so how that worked was we initially did not. We did not want to come out with a name. Uh, you know, Nashville, Nashville has, has a group that's investor-based that's trying to kind of get, bring baseball to Nashville. They've already branded their team. They're the Nashville Stars. Great. You know, I don't know. Maybe some people like it. But we wanted to do something that, A, we will never name the team. The community will never name the team. Uh, when an investor comes in and Major League Baseball gets involved, they are the ones that will do the research, come up with a name that's accessible and, and good for everybody. Um, what we wanted to do was start that process. And so what we did was uh, we did it with the community. So we reached out to 12 designers uh, from the area uh, that we think are, are great and super creative people. And we, and we gave them a template. We asked them, if Raleigh got a baseball team, what would it be called? And don't let Major League Baseball uh, design guidelines and standards stand in your way. Go crazy. Uh, and you know, let's highlight the things that make our area unique. And that would probably be like the first step and the first phase of, uh, you know, that process of coming up with the name. So we wanted the community to be involved. We threw a giant event at a brewery. It went great. Uh, we have a vote, uh, and actually we haven't announced the winners of the vote, but the winners of the vote, if you go on the site, you can see the winners were the, the Raleigh Oaks, the Raleigh Capitals, which is, uh, the minor league baseball team that was in Raleigh for 40 years back in the 20s um and then the raleigh uh the carolina captain so you know obviously likely or possibly if an investor got involved they'd want to call it carolina and like the carolina hurricanes uh, in that case carolina captains uh made sense based on innovation in the area and uh our uh we were north carolina's first in flight so the wright brothers were at our coast you know first ones to create an airplane. So, uh, you know, those are some, I, I don't have, I don't have a particular favorite. I mean, I do like the, the Raleigh capitals just because it has like the, it's the heritage kind of slant on things. Um, but we don't care. Just give us a baseball team, name it, whatever you want. We'll be happy. Well, there you go, everybody. Lou Pascucci of MLB Raleigh, MLBRaleigh.com. Join the movement today. Check it out. I know you'll have a great time with it. Lou, thank you so very much for joining the show and really helping to enlighten fans, not just in this area, but baseball all across the country. We're really vying for it, really hoping MLB Raleigh comes to fruition. Thank you so very much for taking the time. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a great conversation. Appreciate it. All right, everybody. Well, that about does it. In fact, that wraps things up here with The Long Ball with Andrew Brown. Again, a big thank you to Lou Pascucci of MLB Raleigh, MLBRaleigh.com. Check out the movement. Join the movement if you can. Check them out on Twitter at MLB Raleigh. Also go to MLBRaleigh.com for gear, information, and more. 
And of course, if you want, please give me a shout out and give me your thoughts here. Uh, I will post this on Twitter at abrown underscore 13878 and on the show's official Twitter page, at the Long Ball one Also, I'll make sure to get it up on iHeartRadio this time, as well as Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, and more. With that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to officially say sayonara to everybody. Thanks for joining on. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully you enjoyed the conversation. Message me, DM me if you want to hear more, if you want to get more information, or just want to talk over about it. Also, if you want to chat uh, with future guests, Please let me know. Usually at the beginning of the week, I try and uh, announce the guests that will be coming up later on in the week. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for listening in. It's just not the same without you. And as they say in the showbiz world, until next time, stay safe.